You're listening to The Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 11. And I want to ask you, have you ever had those unexpected moments that literally catch you off guard? You're frozen. You don't even know what to do next. It's so shocking to your inner core that you're you're left literally literally paralyzed well that's what we're going to be talking about today and what to do when that happens to you so as you all know i love storytelling so let's start with a little story and this is a story from about four years ago I had just come off of the Bay in San Francisco where I had done one of those duck tours. For those that don't know about them, they're the amphibian tours where you drive this, I think it's like, I don't know, some type of tank that then can go right into the water and then it floats. So it's a driving vehicle, it's floating vehicle, it's like a boat. Well, I had been out there with um, my husband, my two stepkids, and we were doing just that, the whole tourism thing in San Francisco, right? Kind of like a stay vacation, you know, you're like just wanting to see what you potentially have missed in your backyard. And we'd had this awesome day, so much fun. We were just getting off of this this vehicle and I get that call and I pick up the phone and it's my brother and he says um you know I've got I've got really bad news Silver Lake just blew up and you might be like what Silver Lake so Silver Lake is a cabin that we've had in my family since probably 85 years ago It was built by my grandparents. My dad learned how to walk up there. I learned how to walk up there. My kids have been up there. This is one of those on Golden Pond cabins that are just like everything, like all of, you know, when they ask you, think of your happy place. This is the place that I would go and think about. And I had a swing up there that was a swing couch so you could kind of look over the lake. I've walked every single mountain. I've fished, you know, and caught those really big fish that really are very small fish, those trout. And it was just like, for those that know me, they know Silver Lake was my prized possession. Just this cool, cool place that I went every summer. It wasn't uh, winterized, so it was, you could only go during the summer. Well, when my brother told me this, I, 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 be, I was paralyzed. I'm like, there's no way 
there's no way. And he's like, yeah, Hillary, it's all gone. And I, you know, I said, what, what happened? Like, what? oh my God, how? And those moments of like, the, the warmness comes over you and then the, the chill comes over you and you're kind of listening, but you're having an out-of-body experience where you're not really understanding anything about what's happening. And he said that uh, they had gone to open up the cabin that day and it was some big tradition that we all did as a family. And the only reason I didn't is that I had had this date on the calendar with my stepkids and we had planned this and I really wanted to do it. It was important for them, important for me, important for my husband. And so I didn't go, but my my dad went, my my other mom, as I call her, my stepmom, Inga went, my brother, my son, Derek, one of his best friends. So really, I mean, my my core family was up there. And what happened is we have this gas up there that is, uh, you know, uh, all gas lighting, gas stove, gas, everything. There was no electricity. Um, it literally was like walking back in time, like being transported with no cell service. I mean, you would go there and for the first day you were, you didn't even know what to do because you couldn't use any of your computer, any of your any electronics, nothing. And this was the time where you would play puzzles, you would talk, you'd play cards, you'd play dominoes, you'd play backgammon, you like all of those simpler times, right? So what had happened is that my dad went to light the stove and there was this rumbling in the house underneath the floors and they were all inside all of them because it was starting to rain outside and they heard the rumbling and it kind of like was almost like a little mini earthquake and then this big puff of fire came up from the stove and they're like whoa and they they kind of had a very different you know feel like what was like what was happening and so my dad immediately said you know what let's let's turn this off let's maybe get somebody to come up here and look at um, the gas pipes and just make sure everything is okay. Let's do that this week. So they finished up a few things and within about 15 minutes, they were on the road heading back home, heading down the mountain towards Jackson. And they were in a couple different cars. And as they were driving down, right next to them, going the opposite way was a big hook and ladder truck, big fire truck. And my dad had this gut instinct, that intuition that, oh no, crap, something really bad's happened. And so he turned around and drove 15 minutes back up to the cabin. And when he got there, he saw the cabin was half burned down at that point. And there was a gas leak and right after they walked out and drove away, that house blew up. And by grace of God, miracle, not one of them had been injured. Not one of them had stayed behind. Not one of them had done anything. They were all, they were all safe. And as my brother told me this story, 
I went from feeling that moment of, oh my God, silver is gone, to, thank God my family is still alive. Because it could have gone the other way. It could have been them along with the cabin that, that went up that day. And it didn't. And so as I stood there, I remember thinking about the cabin initially. And then when I heard what had happened, the cabin disappeared. The cabin was no longer what I was focused on. It was no longer of concern. It was no longer like, oh my God, you know, shaking. I just started to shake, you know, violently that, uh, oh my God, the what ifs, right? The what ifs flew through my brain. And my brother um, had said that they had turned around soon after and drove up as well because they too had, you know, seen the truck and they were going to, I think maybe um, they had gotten a call or something and it was really this whole weird, weird thing. And so they all saw the cabin burned to the ground and after that there was this time period of I can't believe that happened I can't believe it happened but then you get over that I can't believe it happened and you have to acknowledge the fact of now what right now what now what do we do because it's not ever going to be the same We're never going to be able to get back that 85-year-old stone and the wood and the big window that was facing out over the lake and all the little knickknacks and all the, you know, the, the, the linens and the tapestries on the wall and, you know, that grandiose fireplace grandiose I mean (laughs) so I have to back up it's not exactly like it was grandiose I think the whole place was you know 12 or 1400 square feet but the point is it had those those smoke marks on it and you know every time I started to go down that oh how are we going to do this I realized that it will never be the same cabin It will be a brand new cabin. It will have new memories. It will have new tapestries, new linens, new pictures, a new fireplace. Ends up it's now a potbelly stove. But it will have all of uh, of the next generation coming into it and playing such a key role. And when I opened up with these unexpected moments that frees you, and that allow for you to have new beginnings. And it can be, it can be a, a, a separation, a divorce where you're now about to venture into this brand new world. It can be a new job. It can be a job that you thought you had and you didn't. It can be a you know, new opportunity that now you need to go out and find. And how are you going to approach it? How do you approach something that is so new? I was given the task 
of being kind of the forefront person to, to rebuild this. And everyone had different opinions and what should we do and putting it all together. And, and by the way, that happens when you start to think about something that's going to be brand new in your life. You might be getting a lot of input from a lot of different people. But what really matters is what are you thinking? How do you view this? And that's where you have the choice of how you're going to react and what you're going to put your mind share on. Is it going to be that the cabin is gone and everything in it is gone? Or is it going to be that by some amazing miracle, my family is still alive? That's a little simpler than, than if you have a divorce, but it's still the same how you're going to react. It's still the same on what you're going to focus your mind on. Are you going to focus on the negative of that? Or are you going to focus on the positive? Are you going to focus on the, the what if? What now? I've talked to you about, you know, my mom saying, it tis what it is. Well, if you leave it there, that sucks. It is what it is. But the key is, so now what? And for so many of us, that so now what is what gets us into paralysis. It's get, it keeps us stuck. It, it doesn't allow us to move forward. And right now, your mindset might be, I've just lost my job. I might not have my relationship anymore. I'm going through you know, something major in my life. And it's that point of it is what it is and the so now what? It's the gap. It's what we call the transition, right? The occurrence has happened. You're not where you want to be. You're in that, that middle zone. Some call it the hell in the, in the hallway, right? Because you don't really know which door to open, what to do how to go forward. But here's the thing. We say a lot in relaunch, know what you must know. Know what you must know, right? It's that competence leads to confidence. And so in building a house that I had to start doing, I, I had to know what I didn't know. I had to know what I must know. I had to figure it out. And figuring it out meant one step at a time. It meant learning one thing, not looking at the whole thing like, oh my gosh, this overwhelming task I have in front of me. Instead, it was, what can I do first? What do I need to know right now to get me to the next step? What do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Who's done this before? Who's been through this before? Can they help me? Can they help me get from A to B faster? Can they help me not hit as many bumps in the road? Can they help me with my objective? Whether it's getting through to, you know, a, a brand new position, a brand new career, a brand new job, whether it's, you know, going after, you know, the, a new relationship, whether it is dealing with kids going off to college and 
not really sure what you're going to do next, know what you know what you must know. Know what you need to know by asking, by getting people that have done it involved. And then all of a sudden, that moment of what's really important is right in front of you. What's really important is just taking that first step, just taking one step so that you're not stuck in that hallway, so that you're not feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm never going to get out of this situation. So I have to uh, go back to that story. And I told you that I was in the city and we were um, staying in a hotel that night, just doing something really fun. And we had this really kind of a weird, crazy hotel room where the bathtub almost looked like um, like a place where horses go and get water, but it was right in the middle of the living room. <laughs> so the, the best part is that my stepson didn't even really, like he was too young to really understand the, 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 the impact that the, the fact that I was in such a bad state. And he said, you know, Hillary, do you want to take a bath? And we didn't have bathing suits and he was getting in with his, with his jeans and his t-shirt. And I said, yeah, I do. I want to take a bath in the middle of a room because this is the other key. This is the other point that I believe that life is going to have all of these major decisions that you're going to have and you're going to have to to see, you know, the situation for what it is sometimes and it can be really bad, right? But I always say there's that silver lining, right? The silver lining of my family not being in that house when it blew up. My God, could there be an uh, even bigger silver lining than that? The silver lining that, that you can get a divorce and guess what? People get second marriages. People find soulmates the second time around. That the job that you think you so desperately wanted or had, now you have to go out and find something new and you end up finding something even better, something more aligned with what you want. But the key is that you can't always just look at the sorrow, the negative side of it. When you can shift by knowing what you need to know, by just having that like one little glimmer of like, yeah, I can do this. And for me, it always has, I always have to have that little essence of, of the silliness, of the fun, of the, oh my gosh. And like the, the bigger the problem, I say go the bigger the laughs because it, it balances, it counterbalances the two. And so I want you all to imagine right now, my stepson, Willie, in his clothes, I'm in my clothes. I'm in the middle of the living room of this, of this room. I've got my husband staring at us. I've got my other stepson, Henry, staring at us. And we're laughing. And we're laughing not even two hours after 
something so important in my life blew up. And at that moment, at that moment, I had no doubt that we were going to build another cabin and that new memories and new fun and new laughter and new and new dreams would be would be had. So where I'm going to leave you right now is this. I know there is so much going on in everyone's lives. But I also know that taking that one step, knowing what you must know, knowing what you need to know is also right there in front of you. It's right there. But you've got to be looking for it. You've got to be opening your eyes and you've got to be open to the new experiences. Until next time, live now, love now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find Silver Linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.